What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Dr. R.A. Vernon TV. I pray that you're being blessed by this Bible cast. I think I coined that phrase, Bible cast. Yes, yeah, sort of slash Bible study slash podcast. You know, we sort of, you know, uh, splitting, you know, splitting the difference because what I'm noticing and get mad at me, are you compromising, Pastor Vernon? Just do verse by verse teaching, uh, systematic theology, uh, just verse by verse expository teaching. I, I don't know if that sells anymore. And when I say sell, you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know if you can keep people's attention that long in light of the social media dilemma. <laughs> That's too much information. I'm jumping right in. That's my subject tonight. The social media dilemma is changing our approach to teaching, preaching, how we flow. And so I want to talk about it tonight because it's not all negative. We know that. But it's certainly not all positive. That's part and partial of the reason that I'm flowing this way because, you know, uh, can you get the average believer to just sit and get 30 minutes uh, of just straight verse by verse teaching, or do you sort of have to flow a little bit different because people's attention spans, let's go here, even saved people, even mature people, you have two minutes not to be boring. I'm sorry, I gave way too much leeway there. You have about 20 seconds on social media not to be boring. I mean, I try to post something. My team is telling me that's too long, that uh, my son, that's too long. Got to get right to it. People, whatever. So, to that end, I want you to flow with me, and I need you no more than to drop some fire in the chat. Let me know you're enjoying this. We're picking some polemical, controversial sort of topics that arrest your attention. But my overarching goal is, you know, to sort of grab you, uh, but then give you his word to undergird whatever I say. So just work with me. This whole idea of too much information. So I was tripping on something. I told my girl uh, maybe a year ago. I said, somehow, Holy Spirit is telling me that's too much information. I've grabbed you already. That's too much information. What's too much information? The idea that I can swipe left perpetually, hear me now, and never run out of stuff to see, that's, that's too much. It, it's not even that many channels on cable. The difference between cable, they said, what's the difference between television and and cable, even television has its limits. At some point, you've been through every channel. You've seen what's there, even if you have cable, whatever, multiple channels. But it's it's too much information. I want to sort of, I want to raise that feces and chase it for like 30 minutes. I want to jump right in. Let's get to it. I feel like social media is a trip and it's both good and bad, but I'm not here to be fair. I think it's more bad than good. <laughs> I, I think it's doing more damage than good to not only believers, but people in general, but particularly to the saints. And so I want to talk about, number one, what I see, the issues with it, and then how we're going to handle it. Because I told you it's the social media dilemma and that it's not going nowhere. And uh, it's actually helping to feed my children and my girl because more people watch me than come see me now as it is in just about every church in America. Some of you, this is how you're feeding your children, entrepreneurs, your business, marketing. So let me start by saying, I am not, old man, get off my lawn. It's not going anywhere. It's called some people, even you watching, to double your income. That's the blessing of it. Come on now. Access, marketing, availability to persons through their phone. 
But I want to go further because we believers, and I think 99% of the people who watch me are believers, but if you're not a believer, I want you to become one. This is so good. So the first thing I want to talk about, I was reading something in the scripture that I want to drop on you. Thessalonians 4, verse 11, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Let's start again. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business. Whatever else it does, let's jump right in. The first thing that social media does in many cases is it causes jealousy and juxtaposition. Jealousy and juxtaposition. When I say jealousy, you know, is it more to covet or to be jealous? You know, they're sort of first cousins. The Bible talks about don't covet or wanting what your brother has. Uh, you know, wanting somebody else's wife to covet his wife or to covet his house or to covet his to covet his job. Jealousy is kind of like I'm I'm a hater. <laughs> Let's just be straight. In a sense, I'm a hater. I'm jealous. That, that your church is bigger than mine. I'm jealous that, you know, you have a husband, I don't. And, and sometimes I think there's like a place in between where it's not so much I'm, I'm jealous of you, but a part of me does want that too. Oh, you can feel that. I'm not mad you have it. I, I'm really not. I, I'm not mad at all when I see a couple walking together, Pastor, and he has his arm around her and they seem like they're in love. But a part of me do be thinking sometimes like, I want that. And when I'm on Instagram and people are posting their vacations and they land there to be loved and black love and she's all on his lap and he's handsome, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I want somebody to love me. Yeah, I, I want to be loved like that. Or, or, you know, in terms of, let's come, in terms of what I do in terms of occupation, vocation, this church is doing this this week and then doing that this week and man, and then they just did this and then they just did that. And maybe you're watching the word church and we did the sports plex and you're thinking, I just want a building to have worship in and he's opening up convention centers and whatever, or I'm looking at somebody who's doing much more significant ministry than us. So the first thing that I think we have to be careful with is it can cause jealousy and juxtaposition. I told the word nation years ago, I remember, I remember being jealous, if that's the word, maybe 10 years ago. Um, all of us had started at the same time, and we were all on TBN and, you know, doing different things on television. And it seemed like they were getting invited more than me. I'm thinking, I got a strong church. I got a strong children's ministry. Brothers getting saved at my church. This is a solid ministry. And yet, he seems to be more popular. And I promise you, the Lord told me to stop and pray for him. I haven't had a jealous thought since that moment when I begin to pray and think about, let's go here. It can cause jealousy and juxtaposition, watch this, or comparison, comparison, comparing yourself. So I did this uh, last couple of years. We all been living on this. Come on now, pandemic. That's what I mean by the blessing of it, because what if there had not been YouTube during the pandemic? in terms of socialization. I mean, I thank God for the creator, uh, the establishmentarian, the progenitor of YouTube and Facebook, because we need to give them credit and thank God, because in a very real sense, we would have went cuckoo 
without something to keep us connected. I mean, FaceTime and grandma, I couldn't go see her in the hospital. So again, this is not some podcast or Bible cast on get rid of, you know, all your Instagram stuff and Facebook is of the devil and social media. Come on, I'll lose my whole audience. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give you a balanced approach to think through some things. But here's what it does cause comparison. So I, I, I told my girl, God is doing so much in the word nation. I'm just telling y'all the truth. But Cleveland is unique and the word nation is unique. And I got like 40 young bros right now that I'm trying to put my heart in. Some of them are medical doctors. Some of them have been accused of murder in the same class with me. Yeah, Cleveland is, is different. Cleveland can be cold in the winter and, and sometime in the summer, pray for us. Cleveland has some economic issues and things of that nature. And my assignment is my assignment. I don't know who I'm talking to. Can I tell you, whatever you do, don't allow social media to get you out of your purpose and your call. Yeah, you're not her. You're not him. Pastor, my brother, my sister. No, that's not what you're called to do. And what I found myself doing, and I told my girl in all honesty, I had to pull back because I was going from church to church and colleague to colleague and persons who I respect and persons who are doing better than me, and you're asking yourself, maybe I'm not doing enough, and maybe we should be having a conference, and maybe I should be. And man, when I got free, I have not looked back. No, 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 no. Some of you, hear me. Your life is your life. Don't compare yourself to her. And I know you've heard this, but it's true. Don't nobody show their bad stuff on social media. Don't nobody put their arguments up. Don't nobody put their divorce up. They just put their engagement up. Don't nobody put when their kids act a fool up. They just put their graduation up. Nobody puts up when they're broke. They just put up when they bought a car. So I'm telling you, as somebody who loves you, be careful with jealousy and juxtaposition. But now, not only does it cause jealousy and juxtaposition, but certainly, and secondly, wasted time. Wasted time. I, I got to go here. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15, 16. You'll love this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Look at me. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, Darrell, you can talk. Say yes, Pastor. Yes, sir. Uh, you just told me how much, how much time people spend. 147 minutes on average. My team, I, I had them 147 minutes. Let me, let me, let me say this again. 147 minutes a day on average. That's almost two hours? Almost three. Almost three hours. In the extreme of some of what? You told me? Almost four hours. Almost four hours, some people, hear me, are on this. Get your head around that. Let me, let me stop for a minute. I said, the average is what, one more time? 147 minutes. 147 minutes per day. The average person spans. Now, maybe you have not heard this stat. And it is staggering. This is for your children. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, this is for your spouse, whoever you may be. This is for you. That's too much time to be looking at anybody. Unless it is improving. Watch this. How close you are to God. How close you are to your family. Or how you eat. That's, that's too much time. That's, that's, that's wasted time. The Bible says... You'll love this. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming 
redeeming the time. You know what that means in the Greek. It is the idea of not wasting time, taking advantage of time, guarding time. The days are evil. Get your head around what you could do with 147 minutes every day. Get your head around how many books you could read. Get, get your head around how much time you could spend with your children, adult children, and small school age in terms of a phone call, checking on them. Get your head around the business plan you could have. Get your head around your prayer life. Get, get your head around the memorization of scripture. Get, get your head around how you can be a blessing to your pastor, whoever he or she may be, with 147 minutes. If God gave you, and he has, if you're alive, 147 minutes a day to do something productive that could change, watch this, your spirit life, your family life, or your money life. That's all I'm trying to tell you. If it's how you eat if it's how you pay your bills, if it's how you feed your children, my goodness, spend eight hours on there. That's how you eat. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about the extremes. Wasted time. I like this. Uh, the NIV version of the same scripture says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Peep this, making the most of every opportunity. I got to stop. This is where me being a pastor blesses your life. I get to call every week about who died. I get to call about who got cancer. I, I, I get to call about what's happening with their children. I, I'm the one that gets those calls. And I am telling you, whatever else five decades of life has taught Dr. Vernon, it is, peep this, don't waste my time. Don't, don't waste my time. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I'll stand, somebody look at me, I'll stand, and my girl did it. My girl spoke for me a couple weeks ago, and she told me that after church, get your head around this, she spent two hours hugging people. That's how long the line was just to say I wasn't here, and whenever one of us isn't here, everybody gets in one line, so it doubles our time. We spent about an hour every Sunday hugging everybody, touching everybody, because I was in Baltimore speaking. She spoke for me two hours. That don't bother us. But I don't have two minutes for somebody that want to waste my time. Mm -mm, I don't have two minutes. I, I can't waste time. My staff knows when I walk in, let's be ready. Let's be ready. I, I'm going to give you time. Here's what time we're starting. Be ready when I walk in. Let's not waste time. Time is too precious. You'll love this. I can get me some more money. I can't get me no more time. Moment of transparency. Moment of transparency. Man, you're not listening to no angel. You're listening to a man with like-minded passions like you. One day I'm on it, and I don't know if I was at the house or in the airport, but I promise you, let me be straight up, it didn't hit me until about 45 minutes in that I had did nothing but swipe left. About I, I, I just got caught up, just going from person to person, and thing to thing, and church to church, and athlete to athlete, and whatever. I, I don't know. It was like I was in a, some of you should type in the chat, I know what you're talking about, Pastor. It's like I was in a zone. It's like I was gone. I'm telling you, I was just looking. And because of who I am and what I do and the God in me, of course, I'm going to be more cognizant 
than the average person. Shame on me if I'm not. I call myself a man of God, a prophet, a preacher. So it hit me, but it's not just for me, but particularly for me, I told my girl, that can't happen. Yeah, that, that's when I got a hold of it. So no, that, that, that can't happen. I'm gonna get to some practical things about how to handle it at the end, but I wanna move because I wanna get to this third thing. Uh, not only is it jealousy and juxtaposition, and not only do I have to be careful because it's a waste of my time and I can't get it back, but you'll love this. Not only wasted time, come here, wasted mine. Woo, wasted mine. Here's a scripture all of you know. You, you learned this in Sunday school, Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is right, yeah, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, which means, come here, I tell myself what to think. You don't tell me that you can't tell yourself what to think. Uh, let me pause and minister because there's somebody watching me every week. Somebody gets in my line and says, Pastor, what do you do when you be having these negative thoughts? And what do you do when your mind be tripping on that? I said, tell yourself what to think. Yeah, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I'm not going to think about that. I, I, I struggle with it. I, I have struggled with it. Uh, sometimes, for whatever reason, childhood stuff likes to jump in my mind. And, you know, relationship, parentally, and all that stuff. Man, look at me. No, you can't have my mind. I can't waste my mind. My mind, I know, I know. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. That's true. Some stuff on this thing is just a waste. Just, just people eating and what they did. No, 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 no. I can't, I can't waste my mind. There are many of you that God is calling you to another level of thought and cognitive ability, entrepreneurship, ministry, and I promise you, you're wasting your mind. You're not reading enough. And if you are going to look at this, you'll love it because somebody said something that I said, I'm going to teach the rest of my career. And I respected it. I'm just not a reader, Pastor. I'm not a reader. And, you know, I wanted to go to my spiel, you know, leaders are readers and just dawned on me. I've been doing this a long time. Some people just don't like to read. And maybe you're not going to teach an old dog new tricks at 60 years old or 30 or 40. I'm just not a reader. My parents said, make me read. I don't love reading. But you can use this to watch conversations of substance. Oh, yeah. Watch your favorite preacher or, or teacher. Watch conversations. I was listening to a dialogue between Dr. Dyson and I forget who it was, this back and forth on culture, Eric, Michael Eric Dyson, and they were talking about some heavy stuff that was pushing my mind. I like, I like new words. I like people to use words I don't know. So if you are going to watch it, then you want to look at stuff of substance and say, now this is substance. This is growing my mind. This is not just me swiping and seeing what everybody's doing. No, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That that's, that's, that's not going to work for me. But then I want to park here on this last one because I talked about jealousy and juxtaposition. I talked about wasted time and a wasted mind. My, my son, Ralph, uh, I got him reading right now, Frederick Douglass's uh, autobiography. And then when he's done, he's going to read Du Bois, uh, as I did with all of my boys. I have to take them through, watch this, church history uh, and black history. Those are the two histories you're going to know a little bit about if I'm going to raise you, uh, particularly now that I know better. 
and I was pushing it to his spirit, man. Grow your mind. Don't, don't, don't waste your mind. Somebody is, is a witness. This is important. But then watch this. Uh, the, the final thing, and maybe the greatest issue I want to spend time on, sort of piggybacks off the podcast from last week, and that is I got to guard my spirit. I'm spending some time here because this is where if you're a man, if you're female, married, single, don't make no difference. Job said in Job 31 verse 1, I made a solemn pact with myself to never undress a girl with my eyes. Mm. That's my scripture. I made a covenant with my eyes is what you grew up on, but I, I like the message here. I made a solemn pact with myself to never undress a girl with my eyes. And here's where I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to spend some time here. So I'm going to spend the last few minutes here. This is for men particularly, but for women too, for everyone, because their emotional affairs and emotional attachments with bros. No, it's just the dog nasty stuff we got to guard. So here is my biggest reason. The other stuff I'm not worried about. I am a reader. I am a leader. I don't compare myself to people. I'm very sure of my assignment in Cleveland. Always have been. I've never tried to be what many of my colleagues are. They'll tell you, I'm no Ari Vernon loves Cleveland. He knows his assignment. I love one woman. I raise my children. I don't struggle with that stuff. I don't. But I'm a straight up heterosexual bruh. I'm a straight up heterosexual bruh. I like to say that. I think I'm the most, I tell people all the time, the most ungay man in the world. I'm doing such thing. I'm just, a, I mean, if I, I'm the most, un, I know, listen, I, I like the beauty of women. I think God made man. I just think it's the most beautiful creature he made. But I'm, I'm married to one who is beautiful in every way to me. And you'll hear this every podcast probably because that's my girl. In February, I'm going to marry her for the fifth time. I got to be careful not to look at stuff that's going to mess her and me up. I, oh, please show this to your husband. Please show this. And I, I told my son, and if you're watching this, I said, bro, look, I told all my sons this. I can't chase you. And uh, taking their phone, that's irrelevant now. Look at me. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but they'll just look at the kids at the school's phone. You know, unless you're going to live in the Amish country, you're not going to stop your kids from seeing what they want to see. It has to be a conversation now more than I'm going to whoop you because they can come to children's church at the word. Let me say it again. Children's church at the word. Some little kid got a phone with Google on it and, and YouTube on it and Instagram on it. Somebody at teen church. So unless you're going to lock them in the basement, it can't be what you're not going to let them see no more. You used to could do that. Block a channel, lock up something, put your little Playboy magazines in the basement in the safe and lock them up. Now it has to be convincing them toward Christ. And I told my son, I'm telling you as I close, I said, man, look, if you see too much, whoever my daughter in love is, she's not going to be enough. Yeah, If you look at too much, I, if you look at too much, no matter who she is, she's not going to be enough because you didn't see so much. Guard your eyes. I, I got to be careful to make a decision. I want to I end here because it's my biggest problem. 
I like to believe, and please don't clap for me, I got my issues, but those who've been around me, I've been accused of a lot of things. I don't think I've ever been accused of being a womanizer. I don't think any woman in my church, to God be the glory, in 22 years has said, Pastor, kind of came at me in a flirty way. I don't think there's a woman alive that can say that since I've been married. And I give God the glory, so don't, you know. But I am telling you this, forget all that, I'm still a bruh. And I was looking, and a few things have popped in my timeline that looked good to me. Now the difference is, I'm not recommending you do this, I told Lady Vernon, <laughs> because you know, when there's been no adultery and there's a trust factor, this is another podcast too, there's more transparency when there has not been transgressions. <laughs> You'll love that. When, when, when you haven't cheated and she hasn't, I could be honest and say, look, I saw some stuff on there. Now, if you just cheated on her last week, she don't want to hear about your problems. You got to tell Jesus and tell me. Tell your therapist, tell your pastor, tell Jesus. She can't handle your problems because she got too much pain resonating. Well, he got too much pain because you cheated. They can't be your place to get free. They just can't be. But when you have walked upright, I can sort of go to my girl. So one day I'm looking and there was these girls, man, and it just sort of popped up and I sort of hit it and then hit some. And then, and then my phone understood, oh, you like that. Oh, you like that? So it sent me some more. And I'm and, and nobody's buck naked or nothing, just cute girls with wicked bodies. And I'm kind of looking. I'm like, and I'm telling myself, why are you looking? But I'm still looking. I'm, I'm being transparent because some man's watching me. And I'm talking to saved brothers, because unsaved brothers gonna laugh at this. That's too, man. He out his mind. I'm gonna look at my, but I'm talking to saved brothers. And I'm looking and I'm like, and then it happened again. And I said, wait a minute, this can become something here. Now, remember, I've been guarding my mind. I don't Google pornography. I don't have no stash nowhere, even pre-phone. I ain't got no videotapes, no place of naked women. I, I don't Google. I, I just don't, all right? Everybody got their stuff. That's just not mine. I married the right girl. I'm spirit-filled. I like making love to her. She got a wicked body for me. All I need is in my bed. But the only thing I can do to screw that up is look at something better. If I look at something better, all of a sudden, what was wicked to me will be average to me because I just saw, and, and I want to I want to save some young man, particularly young men here, and, and please don't get mad at me because ladies, I'm telling you, you loved your house until you looked at your friend's house <laughs> or looked at somebody else's house on Instagram, now her bag, and no, 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 guard your spirit. I got to wrap up. So I found out something interesting because I want to be practical as we close. I, I asked my daughter in love or somebody, I said, what about when there's stuff popping up in your phone that you don't like? And they said something to me or told me about something. They said, there's a little dot thing in the corner. And if you hit those little three dots, if something pops up in your timeline, just hit not interested. I said, really? So I did it. I hit, you know, anything that I thought, I, and I spent, about an hour and a half on purpose, just hitting not interested to everything I don't ever want to see again in my phone. And my phone, you'll love this, like the enemy saw what I was not interested in. The enemy knows what you like. And so does this phone. And so does these algorithms. And so does YouTube and these geniuses at Instagram and these Man, they are absolute 
brilliant persons who have taught your phone to give you what you like. I hit not interested, not interested, and that stuff does not pop up, and I'm not letting it come back. Why? Because I made a solemn pact with myself. I'm finished. I'm finished. Uh, my biggest reason for tonight's Bible cast is honor. I said it last week. I, I'm gonna marry this girl again. I think it's a series of something. I, I just honor her too much. But pastor, I'm not married. I want you to honor who you haven't met. Honor a cat you haven't met. Honor a young lady and say, I didn't have menage a trois, one night stands. I, I used, Come on, I've been married. So you know, we've had two, three babies. We didn't did everything a person could do. I'm not 30, Pastor Vernon. I'm not 40. I'm 50. I'm 27, but I had some wild college days. You got to clear up your spirit or you're going to be a nasty mess. You're going to be single and nasty or married and nasty. And marriage is not a fire extinguisher. If you nasty single, you're going to be nasty married. Don't think as soon as I get a husband. No, too much is in your spirit. And I'm telling you not to throw your phone away. This is how you eat. This is how you watch me. This is how you're watching me right now. That's, you know, that's extreme teaching. Nobody's going to get rid of everything for the most part. But I can say this to you. Guard your mind. Go through and hit not interested for about an hour. Everything you shouldn't have been looking at, hit not interested like I did. And, and then lastly, let me give you some practical things. I'm out of time. A few practical things and I'm going. Number one, number one, be intentional on time limits for social media. Be intentional. I, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be deep. Okay, I, I got to. 20 minute max to check out everything I'm gonna check out per day. Unless I'm in the airport or something, I need to kill some time. But at home, no, no, no. I don't just get to sit here and, and look at this. Uh, secondly, I don't have a whole lot. Make a covenant like Job on what you will not be interested in. Make a covenant like Job on what you will not be interested in. I, I'm not going to watch things on social media with unsaved people bragging, with unsaved rappers cussing, uh, with girls who got, let's go here, wicked bodies. That's all she got. I'm not mad, but this girl knows she got slim and, and she knows, so she dresses up every day. And all she does for a living right now is put on cute dresses and show that butt. Cause she know if a bruh see that, sometimes where she can monetize that into something, she not getting me in her world. No, she's not getting me in her world. God bless her. I'm not mad at her. Maybe this is how she eats. Maybe she doesn't know Christ. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to look at that when I got it home. And, and that's a whole nother podcast. Remember last week? Marry what you like. I, I got to stop when I say this. And I'm finished. And don't, don't you listen. I, uh, I was uh, last time something popped up. I was up in my office and I was looking honestly on YouTube at some colleagues preaching. And over in the corner was this good looking girl just sort of popped up. You know, you see the different boxes and it was cute. And I looked at it, this is the truth my wife would tell you. I got up and ran downstairs and told her, I said, everything she got is downstairs 
And I came out here to hug you and tell you, I ain't stutting none of them. I'm with you and whoever you are married to, if you're married. No, there's a reason you hooked up with her or him. They had something. No, I, you, don't get to, you don't get to have my eyes like that. You don't get to have no uh, virtual relationship with me. I'm with my girl. I hope you've been blessed. I, I, if you are single, if you are a parent, college student, married, that's too much information. Don't, don't let this thing take you to a place that dishonors God. I got to go. Man, I need you right now. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Put your name in the chat right now. Put your name in your city in the chat and tell me something. I'm serious. Wait, don't, don't, don't log off. Put it up there, Phil. This is how we give. I need your help. I need your help. You're, you've been doing it. Word Nation, you better make sure you tie it to the word church before you do anything in life with your money. Wherever church you go to, you tithe and take care. Give God 10% of what he's given you uh, back to the place where you eat. But if if you like what I'm trying to get done here, would you support Ari Vernon Ministries also? Uh, type the amount. I need somebody that will say, I will give $100 a month. If you can give a one-time gift of 1000 just because money not your problem, or 500 or, or or 50 just tell me right now i'm supporting you and i'm gonna i'm gonna lock this in pastor come on take a picture of it i'm gonna I'm lock this in just like i do my church pastor i'm gonna make this a permanent part of my giving and i can just hit a button and give to you automatically we got christmas coming up and i know i say this a lot but i mean it a lot i think we we did 15,000 10 15,000 just in and coats and shoes and toys last year we shopping again. This lets me do what I was born to do, give. I, I like giving. I, I, I've written checks for $10,000. i have been giving checks for $10,000 and more. Writing them makes me feel better. Would you help me to write some checks? I need, you to, know, I need, I need to know you're giving right now. Listen, pray for us. Tell us what you want us to discuss. Uh, my girl's going to be joining me soon, by the way. And we're going to start having some guests. I didn't want to start with guests because I got so much I want to talk about. But, man, I got some of the most brilliant sons and daughters in the country that are connected to me. You're going to hear from them. Anybody you watch on TV, praise God, I can get them on this phone and say, I need you to help me. Athletes in our city, owners of the sports teams in our city. Man, it's going to be, this is going to be the place to be uh, each week. So uh, make sure it's up there now. Are you giving? Come on, tell me how much you gave tonight. Or, or what you're planning to give, what you would like to give. I need your support. I need your support. If you're watching this for the first time, I pray that this bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless our audience, wherever they're watching from, who's ever struggling with lust or jealousy or comparison or wasting their time and their mind. Give us balance, God. Give us balance. We, we know that phones are not leaving, that the information highway is too broad now. Too many people live by it and pay their bills by it and worship by it and preach through it. But give us balance not to do anything in access that doesn't glorify you. And those of us who love you, let us choose purity over popularity, faith over followers. Father, I pray now that you would speak to all of us afresh and thank you for this Bible cast in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I'm out of here. Would you would you put something in the chat? Some fire right quick. Share this with somebody. Promise me you will. And give, 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 give. Help us. We love you. See you next time.